Hello, everyone. It's Carl here from Games, Brains and Headbang Life, GBHBall.com for short. And it's interview time. But we are going to get this out at the start. Call it nepotism if you want. Call it taking a piss, whatever, because effectively I'm using my platform to promote my own son's work. But we are going to do this interview different to anything we've ever done before when we both have been on screen. If you watch our content, you'll have seen Dan before. That should be no surprise. However, we're not here to discuss, or not here to do reaction, we're not to discuss anything else. We're here to talk about his band, Jawbone, and the recent release of their debut EP, Fracture. So first things first, Dan, how's, how are you doing? 2022 has started off. How's things going so far at your end? It's, it's interesting. Uh, it's obviously new. We've got shows coming up and stuff. Um, we're just prepping for those at the minute. Is, is um, that all you're doing at the moment is just practicing for the shows? Pretty much. I'm doing what I do. Um, merch, bits, social stuff, promotion. You know, we've just put out the EP. So it's just a lot of pushing that uh, at the minute. Um, how are you finding that? How, how are you finding pushing things out, as it were? Considering the difficulty all bands um, artists have on social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and so on, to promote your stuff. It's very, very difficult. How are you finding it? Um, it's actually not too bad because of Leica Graphics. I've obviously been able to use my platform there to share the jawbone stuff, and it's gaining a following. Um, as more people find it as well, uh, it's growing. Uh, Adding the playlist, has that been uh, like, for example, getting on Spotify and, and Apple Music and stuff like that, that seems to always be the goal to try and get a song heard potentially. Is that something that's come up yet? Is it something you're trying to do? Uh, playlisting, uh, we've got a, we've gotten a couple big ones, not like official Spotify ones, um, but ones people have made. And right. Follow. Um, there's like a promotions company that have put us like one at the top of their playlist. It's got like 4,000 people on it, something like that. And that's done pretty well. Okay, you had a, as of the time of recording today, as we're doing this, you actually had a statistic that you pop on social media in regards to streams to date. Yes, uh, we just hit 10,000 streams on the EP, which was uh, for Spotify, um, which is pretty cool. A couple of people have picked it up off Bandcamp, uh, but the main thing we were trying to push for Spotify because it seems to be the most popular one now. Apple Music's a bit hit and miss. It doesn't seem to do as well for some reason um, i think just less people use it yeah I, I don't know the ins and outs of how many people use whichever platform and so on but it just sort of seems like because spotify has a lot more interactivity i think that's some of why you know it with spotify stats particularly more i'm not entirely sure about that as well but obviously the goal is and should always be to sell this ep on Bandcamp uh that way as well is there any physical versions available uh, i'm planning to do some cds of it Yep. Um, it's just a case of like actually getting the funds together. So we're doing the merch, uh, which will fund the CDs and then we can sell them and they can fund whatever else. Um, it's just like a cycle and then you build yep. it up. Yeah, yeah, I completely get what you're saying. Right, before we, before we get into the sort of the nitty gritty about Fracture, let's talk about the actual origins of Jawbone because you are very, very new and a very, very <clears> young <throat> band, not just because of your respective ages, but because of um, how quickly, like you've literally just done your debut EP. It's not like you've been around five or six years and you haven't actually to this point played a live show. So Jawbone, how did that come about? Who's made up of it? Uh, so we have four members at the minute. Um, we're missing a drummer. <laughs> uh, story of England, mate. 
harder to hard, so hard to find. Um, but I am Dan. Yeah. Uh, I've been working in different alternative creative uh, spaces, creating contacts and meeting people through freelance for the last two years. Um, Jawbone came about because me and the guitarist Connor were trying to record a song for the next Leica drop. So it's not like a soundtrack to go with the uh, the clothing release. Yeah. Um, and it kind of just, it turned into something else. We were like, this could be some, this could be something. Um, from there, we've, uh, we've got uh, our bassist, Max, who we met through Connor's band, other band, Feel Shame, um, who's really nice. He has his own like bedroom indie project called Camino Willow, which I love. Um, and then our rhythm guitarist, Sam, who's one of my friends. Um, he came along to a recording day just to kind of see how it all worked. Um, and he ended up recording quite a lot of Blight, uh, the first song of the EP. Um, and it just kind of, it's grown with gaining people. Um, put out that EP. I think took about three to four days to record not like one day after the other we'd come together like once a month and like record a song in a day and then i'd go um but, yeah. when did you record it and who, who was producing it uh it's we're all self-produced so connor's also a producer mm -hmm. um so he did he did all that he mixed mastered it um uh we recorded it at his house in his basement <laughs> basement studio that's it. Makes sense for us, dingy. <laughs> um, if someone was to ask you then, like if someone was to come to you and say, oh, put into very simple words, very short and simple words, describe the Jawbones style of music, what would you choose? I'd say hardcore. Right. Because um, it's got that slammy, you know, mm. like two breakdowns a song. Uh, that sort of thing okay would it be fair to say it's a bit of an element uh, a bit of a combination of obviously inspirations and ideas from outside um from the entire wide metal world right definitely i wouldn't we say we're a hardcore band because it's a lot easier to go with this thing as opposed to we're a combination of all these different things um because people will lump you in and if you lump yourself in with something before they can, you know, you get to make that decision yourself. Okay. Okay, no, I get that. I, I, I agree with you as well. It's inevitable. Uh, genre placing is often just easier, particularly when it comes to descriptions. Like, you've got to be able to sum up quickly. You can't go, well, we kind of sound like, we could be, a, this song sounds like it's a metalcore track, but this song's a bit more hardcore and it's a bit more death metal. It doesn't work that way. So absolutely. But, but then do you, do, you, do you worry, or has it been a concern yet, that obviously with your wealth of influences that have come from your, all your own personal tastes and in the style of music you do, that you're basically limiting your audience by going more hardcore, when I would, I, I would certainly suggest that to describe the EP Fracture as hardcore is stretching it. What would you call it? I mean, it's literally, as we were just been saying, it's a combination of things. Of course, there are hardcore influences and stuff like that, but there's just as many metalcore influences as well. The word, the, 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 the word we, we're using is core, right? Yeah, yeah. It is very core, as you put it. 
Um, yeah, it, I don't think we're kind of limiting ourselves because uh, there's a lot of crossover between metalcore, hardcore, and deathcore. Oh. They're all blended into one usually. Mm-hmm. Not genres, but with fan bases, there's so much crossover. Um, so I don't think we're limiting ourselves that much. I would say there's definitely the metalcore influences, but then it's not just me. It's four other people, or three you, other people. Are they all? Are, do you all share a very similar taste in music? Uh, Sam is more deathcorey. Um, Max, he he likes a bit of metalcore, but then he, he's got a really wide taste of uh, music. Um, Connor likes a, a lot of what I like. Mm. Um, so that metalcore, and then you've got the hardcore bands as well, um, that sort of stuff. The Venn diagram, basically, it's all circling over each other to a certain degree, even if it's not exactly the same taste, it's all certainly within the same wheelhouse, seemingly. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you see, and I, I, this, this might sound like it's insulting, but it's not supposed to be. It's more a question of what you see it as. When you, when, when you first started Jawbone or when you first considered, okay, we can actually make something out of this, be it an EP or an album, did you ever think then, okay, this is going to be a long-term thing? And do you still think it's a long, or do you not think it's a long-term thing? It's just a matter of you're having fun, you're releasing the music. If anything comes of it, great. Um, I, I'm kind of just going along with it. Yep. Uh, seeing as we go, if, if things, if it does do well, then, you know, that's the drive, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's doing well at the minute. So there's definitely, um, that enthusiasm with us uh it, it's kind of hard to put my finger because we've just started out mm-hmm. um it's my first band uh and there's no i can't really predict what will happen of course um but it's more your mental state it's more the mentality of it so you know what i mean you build you have your fun and you built you built you've had your fun and you've written the music and you've worked your way up to releasing it it's out now and then it's like okay well, what comes next mm. That's what, that's what often is the, not the question that you're going to be asked, but the question, I guess, that belongs in your head. What do we do next? Okay, we're preparing for a couple of live shows, but are you considering working on new music? Are you writing new material? Is that something that's coming up? Particularly as well, you have to fill a set list. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we are writing new material at the minute um, for what I presume. I think we have planned to do a standalone single uh, and then a second EP because albums aren't being received as well as EPs okay. um, listener wise because it's quite long to get for especially for a smaller band yeah um, it's a lot more effort and a lot more time and money to put into something that might not get listened to all the way through when you could just release that as two, ep- two EPs um, and put you know you could spend double the time on five tracks no no I, I, I completely understand what you're saying particularly when you want you, you kind of you, you want <laughs> The problem is you, you write an album's worth of material and you put that out. You can't really follow that up for quite some period of time. And then you might end up in a situation where you quickly, well, as we know, you're quickly forgotten on the internet. So if you're regularly releasing stuff, be it singles or EPs, you, I guess the idea is you're still in people's minds, right? Yeah, you keep with the... I'll use Static Dress as an example. They released like eight singles before they've released an EP. Yeah. And straight up they released the ep uh in december and they've just announced an album to come out in the spring um so they're definitely 
you know, the, the keeping people's attention. Um, but surely you would agree then as well that like, um, as good as that is, if everybody's doing it, nobody can get attention then because there's too yeah. many singles. Yeah. I mean, uh, the static dress singles were like eight over a period of two years. They'd kind of do them like quarterly. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, you're not doing a monthly, yeah. No. Um, yeah, I think we are going to release the next single like March time um, in time for the headline Black Heart show. Right. Um, well, we'll get on to that in a bit. We'll get on to your live, the actual live shows that are currently planned as of time being. Go on to Fracture then, like focusing on Fracture. So obviously it's five tracks long. Um, if you were to sum up the album with one word, how would you describe it? Uh, the EP, sorry, the album. Um, pissed off. Two <laughs> words, but yeah, but why? That's the question. I mean, because that's a fair summation. I think that's a fair summation. I think the word angry is fair. But then the question's always going to be, particularly, um, I guess, from an older audience who will automatically judge you based upon your ages and lyrical content. So you answer it here then. Why are you pissed off? Um, I wrote some notes in preparation. Um it's mainly to do the fact that I'm just not happy with the state of the world, right? How things are working, how pe I'm seeing people being treated um, politically. You know, a lot of a lot of it is very politically charged. Um, it's that. It's it's not. It, hard to put into words. How do you distill? So you have, if you know, if you've got a specific, not necessarily political leaning, but a political opinion, and um, how 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 are you able? What's your process of thinking? This thing has really annoyed me. The specific event or the specific person or specific government. How are you able to distill that into lyrical content and words that will make sense? I guess as well in a hardcore, deathcore, metalcore environment. That is a loaded question. <laughs> Yeah, that's, oof. I kind of just write whatever I'm thinking and mm. then we'll switch out words, um, you know, make actually sound good something that you'd want to listen to. Yeah. Um, it can literally be a case of just writing out four sentences, picking out words, putting them together, making them a bit shorter. Um, a lot of it as well, um, it's just kind of wordplay. Yeah, me. Uh, I try not to be too vague, but I don't want to be too specific either. Right, because that makes sense. Uh, I was going to say, particularly if you've got, uh, uh, it's not like it's unique that you're sharing a particular specific opinion in a song, or you, you know, you're not sitting in a fence about a certain thing. But often, it's about how that point is reached and is it open to interpretation. Do you want people to interpret a specific song in a certain way, even if you meant it for this specific event? Uh, I think people, a lot of the people that know us currently know me, mm. so they'll kind of know, <laughs> you know. Um, See, that's interesting. I'm going to jump in there. I'm going to do. I'm going to change this up a little bit slightly here. I know you. This is no secret. I'm your freaking dad. Yeah. However, I when I listened to this EP and obviously uh, wrote a review for it, I chose to decide to pretend I didn't know you. And it's easier than you think if you're doing a music review. And I actually end up thinking, okay, there's other members of these bands, which I do not know. Mm. So what influence did they have upon your lyrical content? Um, I 
would often show them we'd go through like in a call together just be like do you guys like this mm. um be like oh that doesn't that doesn't flow too well I'm like yeah that's fair because a lot of the time i'll highlight bits that i'm like this isn't great and then they can like slot in something and i'll be like that's really good um add it on the end you know as i can like i can switch between them on the day a lot of the time i'll write out lyrics and then on the day uh in the studio i'm recording and i'm like that doesn't sound too great because we'll record the song instrumentally and be like mm, that verse could be a little bit longer or it could be a little bit shorter i've often got way more lyrics than i need yeah um so i end up cutting a lot of stuff um i write more so i can do that do they um do the other band members share your same leanings though your same thought processes and potentially political leanings most definitely yes Okay, so who do you use then? Have you got anyone in your in your, in the band's life that can work as a uh, what do I want to think? Someone to offer a different opinion, even if it's not necessarily one you agree with. Do you have anyone with that can potentially turn around and say to you, "Okay, that doesn't work because what you're actually highlighting is this and so on and that, and it doesn't work in the context of this." Or, for example, if you write a song or some lyrical content about a specific sh- subject that then turns out to be disproved or wrong six months down the line does it date your song do you have anyone like that and you who works always in and around the band uh no yeah no not really would you like um, someone or do you think it doesn't matter i try not to write about specific policies or hmm. being you know stuff that's not not like events um stuff that i've seen happen with my own eyes yep um uh for example like hyperbolic picturesque yep it's uh meant to be how about like the country presents itself uh it's a super nice like royalty and crumpets yep uh blah 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 but then you kind of go to certain like parts of london like lewisham or woolwich for example and they are not that at all um, oh, we've thrown some shade at Lewisham and Woolwich. Yeah, man. Ooh, controversial. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people there like live in poverty. There's like loads of homelessness. Um, and these people that literally live, this is going to sound so contrived, that ivory towers <laughs> do not care. Um, they just like let them fend for themselves. Um, what would you say to someone who was being argumentative for the sake of it? So I'm going to be that person. What would you say to someone who turned around and said to, said to you in response to that, what are, you, what are you doing to try and change that? It's not my job. I'm not the government. No, no, no. I mean, you know what I mean? Like in the sense that yeah. what are you doing on a local level and stuff like that? I mean, of course, highlighting the big one for me, I mean, I'll almost answer for you, I guess, to a certain degree. But for me, I suppose it's talking about it, right? Do you feel as though like a track like Hyperbolic Picturesque, you're actually delivering that conversation in a readable and understandable way? I think uh, that was the first song I wrote lyrics for ever. Um, I think going back now, I'd maybe change a bit of it. Okay, well, that's that's cool. Yeah, it shows shows, um, you've learned something from it, I guess. Uh, Because, yeah, because we recorded the songs like, I don't know, a month apart each time. There is a... a certain quality jump in between. Hyperbolic was the first one we did, Spitting Teeth was the second, yep. and then Light was the third. Um, my vocals have got a lot better. I think mm. Light is the best song on the EP, and that was the one we did last. 
that was we were really cutting it close on that one actually um how close i think we recorded it december 11th to be released oh, wow. yeah, on okay. the first of january uh yeah that was cutting it real close but i wanted to do an extra one um because i think it would have been a bit short otherwise yeah, I mean, it's an EP. You want to keep it tight and short as well, but it is a decent, decent length on that sort of thing. What's um, what's been the feedback? I mean, not just in your circles, e.g. the people you know who support Leica and Jawbone, but the further f- further I feel feedback, have you received much and what have you found it to be that you have? Um, a lot, just a lot of people being nice to us about it, really. Mm. Um, I haven't actually seen any like bad feedback at all and i'd quite like some criticism like if i sound like shit tell me right you know um well i mean no that's terrible feedback that you want constructive feedback right do you know what yeah, i mean like, yeah, don't just be like, like shit, shit mate that's a YouTube comment. <laughs> yeah no i haven't got any of them yeah. um uh, <laughs> twitter has been a bit weird because we a lot of people that like i've got no connection to have like found us and started listening to us and that's cool a lot of them have been like really nice about it um but the general uh consensus is that it's a good debut um do you think you guys particularly considering you're such a new band and this is your debut ep do you think you're well prepared for a possibility i don't know of getting a terrible a review that's just absolutely hate like terrible like it says you're terrible do you think you're mentally prepared for that if that if that does occur (laughs) um you're gonna cross that bridge when it comes to it if it comes to it i've been working in creative spaces with lots of dickheads for the last two years Mm -hmm. um i have had my fair share of criticism on my artwork i don't choose to take it personally because you know different strokes for different folks yeah um Connor's been in bands for the last few years. He's been he's been in a pop punk band. <laughs> um, you know, I think Max and Sam. This is also their first. Um, I I would like to think we'd be fine. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they'd react. I think I'd be okay. It'd be I, interesting, wouldn't it? I mean, it's one of those what if scenarios, and and I'd like to leave it as a what if rather than a potential this will happen because uh, <laughs> it, it may not at all. All right, um, going forward, considering your influences and your taste, and this is for you not for you specific, not the band, um, we often see in hardcore, metalcore, deathcore crossover in the sense that guests appear on tracks and bands and artists and stuff like that featuring so-and-so. It happens a lot, really, really does these days. If you could write a Jawbone song in the future and have someone guest on it, who would you choose? Anyone you want, really. Anybody I wanted. Um, my first thought was Will Ramos from Lorna Shaw. Okay. Because um, he's got some disgusting... He can make disgusting noises. Um, but I'm not sure we would work too well together. Like, I think we've got quite... It's not similar, but similar enough that it wouldn't be that different from what I just normally do. Right. Okay. Um, That's a real... I haven't really thought about that. Um, Because, of course, there's, like, what? I mean, yeah, it's... You have quite a wealth of vocal influences. Actually, then we'll move on and ask this next question and see if it triggers something in mind for that question. Who is... Who would be your go-to number one vocal influence? You're like, yeah, that guy's who I want to or aim to sound like. Or she, 
Wow, yeah. Um, I really like Loki from Alpha Wolves. Mm-hmm. His vocals are really nice. I kind of, I really like the way he does it. I think um, because I've been such a big fan of them for years, people have instantly gone, you sound like Loz from While She right. Sleeps, without even knowing that I like, have been Loz. a fan of Okay. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Um, he has a bad vocal technique, but I'll take it. <laughs> um but I really like, yeah, Alf Wolf's vocalists. Okay, so going forward then with Jawbone as well, particularly as we are starting the year of 2022, do you think as a unit, again, this is all of you together, do you think you're kind of well-versed mentally and um, prepared for how, how being in a band is these days, e.g. the desire and the need to constantly post on social media and to push it regularly as well because as a follower of your stuff and i know social media is part of the problem it always seems to me like you don't push your stuff enough yeah i i struggle with it especially for like stuff yeah um because i just don't like to shove it down people's throats all the time Dorbone stuff is a bit different um because i can take influence from other bands social media pages you know there's no real you know post a picture of a potential set list or something mm-hmm. it's, it's really easy to just kind of go oh yeah that's cool i can easily just do that um it's we're a bit of like a mini super group because we all do separate things because i do all the design i do everything visual for it connor's like produces it mixes and masters it um max does his like indie synthy stuff which he he did respite entirely um just with a bit of my feedback um so we all come from like different places and we all come together to do this and we work quite well off each other um i think because we don't have to hire designers yeah uh, or producers or anything it's like cost that. down doesn't it definitely does um so i can sit there and be like oh shit i gotta do a post in half an hour uh quickly whip something up you know it can be up in that so i don't think we'll struggle as much as other bands that don't have like a design just on standby at all times um, for that sort of stuff but it's the activity more than anything else so like, i completely understand what you're saying about the design and stuff like that and what you can actually part can be um good content as a word not just a random picture of a meal you freaking ate and stuff like that but it's regular content because we'll use facebook as the best example of the one you post something on there and then refresh your screen it's gone immediately oh yeah that facebook's a real tough one because mm. it's dying out <laughs> um is especially for like pages instagram seems to be the one that's easiest to grow on twitter's tough but if you get lucky you get lucky you know um instagram is you have to play with the algorithm but they change it so often that you can't really learn it yeah i was about to say I was, that was going to be my next thing is how the hell you cope with the simple fact that it's ever changing ever evolving it's uh i don't <laughs> i have the same i i schedule posts that i use the facebook business manager um so it just I, like i'll schedule posts in advance so it'll go i'll be like Da-da-da. this is going up at 2 15 tomorrow and it will be like this is recommended time this is when your followers are most active on this yeah. day um and i'll just go okay that's fine i'll do that and hopefully it'll work hopefully it'll work the posts do fine considering uh we've only got about like 320 something followers um 
we get like 30 to 40 likes a post. That's pretty good, um, like ratio wise. Because like for like for graphics, I've got about 2,000 followers. Um, roughly 500 people will actually see the post mm. of how their shit algorithm works. Um, I get like some days it will be like, oh, all of your followers have seen this post and more. We put it on the explore page and then I'll post again the next day and it'll be like, four people right. saw this post. <laughs> um, it just depends how much they push it. Yeah, no, I can put, obviously, as a person that uses the exact same platforms to try and push other stuff as well, I completely understand. Talking of them pushing stuff, because obviously one of the major things you kind of want to push is these upcoming live shows. Now, uh, we're talking about two specifically, one in February and one in March, two quite different ones. Um, take us through February's one first. What's the plan here? Where is it? What's well, it's in Devonshire Arms in Camden. Um I have never seen a band play there. I have been in there for drinks. Yeah. But that's about it. Um, we are first on. It's not going to be a very long set. Um, we don't have much to play. We're yeah. just going to play the EP in full. Um, that is the plan. For the March one, we are headlining. So we're going to have a bit, we've got a bit more time for that as well. So we're getting some more material prepped for it. You know, um, once again, it's, it's a half an hour set. It's not crazy long. Um, but it should be a fun time. That is in the Black Car, also in Camden. I mean, they are both two venues I know very, very well and two very different sort of attempts at shows. As you say, the opening band at the Dev, um, it's unique. And then to be doing March afterwards, a headliner at the Black Heart. Do you know what I mean? There are big bands that headline the Black Heart. It's something to be proud of for sure. What's, I mean, what's the hope, I guess? What is your hope? Like the Dev one's difficult because it's a pub. And there's going to be Patreons in there anyway. Mm. So I want to necessarily say, what's your hope for the dev? I guess your hope for the dev is probably as simple as just play the set. Hopefully no one walks out or throws a beer at you and uh, prepare for Black Heart, right? Yeah, it is like its own mini practice session. It's good to actually have it and not have the Black Heart be our first show. Yeah. Because I'm going to be shitting myself for it. <laughs> it's nerve wracking. It's going up on stage in front of people. Um the thing is, both of them are free entry. Yeah. Uh, the the one thing about the dev gig is <coughs> on the same night as Face Down, uh, which is like a club night, happens in London. It's really yeah. popular with the alternative scene. Um, so we've got to like compete with that. We don't have that for the Black Heart. It's on like a Sunday night. Um, it is yes. going to be a late. It's going to be a late one, but. Uh, don't count your chickens yet, mate, man. With the amount of bands that have been uh, having to reschedule shows and all that, you'll end up finding that uh, that same date, the entire area Camden will have other bands playing around. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, it's free entry, so anybody yeah. can walk in. Yeah, it's like, the whole reason we did it. So we can pack out a room. Like, it's you can just walk in. Like, you don't have to pay anything. Uh, people I know are making the trip because they don't have to pay anything get the travel have a few beers watch a band watch four bands um it is it sounds very very appealing make sure you get down to it so what about then i mean i don't know how much prediction it's not so much that but i guess what about what's your hope for the remainder of 2022 in regards to jawbone are you just going to kind of get to these live shows and then see what happens uh we want to book some more shows uh because it is the, the goal really it's momentum 
it's yeah keep the momentum up we're gonna hopefully record and release some new music keep playing shows do some merch do general band things um it was hopefully grow with it mm, mm. as you put in your review experience and refinement and time yes absolutely that's the thing it can't be overlooked is this is a very very impressive debut ep from young band um young people with modern thinking but it's still plenty plenty more to come in regards to that so if anyone watching this wants to find you what is it simply jawbone yeah everywhere just put jawbone in everything yep yeah jawbone it's very red we like the color red yeah i was gonna say particularly watch out for that in band camp because we're putting jawbone in band camp you might find there's a lot of other bands as there are for every other fucking title because the heavy metal name generator is being overused so yeah look out for the red that's uh, the thing yeah there is a couple other jawbones thankfully none of them are metal bands um there's a guy called, there's a guy called jawbone who his most popular song is my bucket's got a hole in it okay it's not very good. It's like a country song, like proper. Fun. I haven't heard it, so I'm not going to judge on that. Right, before we wrap this up then, um, what is your personal favourite song from Fracture? Blight. Blight. Why? Uh, I think it's my best vocally. I think it's our best instrumentally. Um, it's also very fun to play on guitar. Um, I really like the intro for it. I was just really pleased with how the whole thing turned out. Um, I think second favourite would be respite interesting okay all right well mine is uh inter in i can't say it properly inter inter i see inter inter i seen internal sign internal sign there you go that's it fucking come up with simpler titles please <laughs> no um yeah all right all right dan thanks for taking time to do this that's okay thank you very much for watching you can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on facebook instagram Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there, that's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL, as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?